Are you ready? A Shot of Wrestling presents A Shot of BCW In a way we go Rachel, get a shot, boy Is that the message you got? We about to go live But you're ready to rock So take a shot Oh, yeah So take a step up to the break We got MJP and BC Dog That's the reigning champion chip team From my land to Japan And everywhere in between Get the up-to-date news On the wrestling scene So take a shot, boy Is that the message you got? We about to go live But you're ready to rock So take a shot And here's your host, Michael J. Putty. Hello, everybody, and welcome, like Shane Fair just said, to a shot of BCW. Prof to him, leading us every week, the voice, the golden pipes of BCW. Now, usually it's the time I introduce the governor, America's favorite agent. He's not here this week. So joining me in his steed, the voice of a BCW, my good friend and yours, Mr. Cheyenne Ortiz. Cheyenne, how you doing, buddy? My good friend, MJP, Michael J. Putty. Hello, everyone. Hello to the BCW congregation, as the man with the white glove treatment, Shane Fair, my dear close personal friend, would say to you, it is a pleasure to be here on A Shot of BCW, an auxiliary, of course, of the Shot of Wrestling podcast. Shout out to Anthony Cole for, for calling me up to come out here and to you guys for having me. Thank you so much. How many close personal friends do you have? Uh, several. Do you? Several. Because I never hear my you account- describe me like that. My accountant knows them. My accountant knows them. Oh, okay. It's tax yeah. season, so he should he should know them. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, listening, if you're first time joining us, this is a shot. Speaking of, of which, I, I want to do a special congratulations to my dear close personal friend, Jay Bougie. Oh, Jesus. As he's going to be a father, and I cannot wait to meet my godson, Christopher Faith Bougie. You know and the I'm, name I'm already. Really yes, Christopher Faith Bougie. Wow. And did he tell you that, or are you making this up, pulling it out of your ass? No, he told he told me that. Did he? Over checkers or PS3? We're, me and Jay Bougie are hitting the Modern Warfare 2 every oh, night. Jesus. We're doing the baby registry. We're on BuyBuyBaby.com. We're looking at carriers, okay? But why does he ignore you every time you run commentary? Like, he doesn't acknowledge yeah. you at all. You know what? It, well, I actually have the answer for that, because when Jay Bougie comes out, he is so focused as a professional wrestler. He is so determined and headstrong at the task at hand that he doesn't want to be completely bombarded by true love, affection, and friendship like what he and I have. Even afterwards in the locker room when the show's done, he still doesn't give you the time of day? No, you know, in the locker room where they're at the bar together and we're hanging. You know, you know, you know, you know. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, folks, like before I was interrupted. You got eyes. You got eyes. This is a shot of BCW, exclusive, condensed news of everything Brie Combination Wrestling. We are still in the hangover of the biggest show of the year, Anniversary 6. Mr. Ortiz is here to kind of break down, get his side, his opinion of what happened. Last show went a little bit long. We talked to to the governor. He broke down everything from his point of view. Well, it's always long when you're talking to the governor. Jesus. Yeah, we talk for days. That guy can talk, man. I love talking to that guy. Seriously, man. So let's get your uh, two cents while we're still two and a half months away from Summer on Smash, a tribute to Mama Pan. We got some time to kill here, but there has some news broken this week. We'll get into that a little bit later. But as the voice, as the man sitting ringside, show in, in, show out, minus your suspension. 
Let's get into Anniversary 6, your point of view. We started out with the Grand Dragon Championship, Anthony Gangone versus Vicious Vicky. I mean, what a hard-hitting contest to start out with and kind of make things full circle. It's a show that headlined, of course, Queen of the North um, that I had to miss because of my suspension. Shout out to AJ Pan. Shout out. And, you know, Anthony Cole and AJ and the powers that be, the BCW governing body, uh, thought that it was the right thing to do to start the show off with that matchup. And Vicious Vicky, as soon as she was clear to compete, called up the governor and relayed the message, hey, I'm ready, I want it. And it was one of the best intergender matches I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, it was my honor to call it, you know, ever since. I mean, intergender wrestling has been a part of the indies for a while now. It's kind of had this... um not even a resurgence, sort of a renaissance uh, since the pandemic because it's become more commonplace. Um, having said that, this match was top tier. Man, woman, child, whatever pronoun you identify as, this match was stellar. Um, Got to give it to Vicious Vicky for truly pouring her heart out and really impressing Dr. Sleep, Anthony Gango, my man. This had, this had a different feel to it. Like you said, the way it ended off in Queen of the North, we're picking right off like nothing happened. This started the show, but the yeah. the atmosphere was very electric. Yes. See, the crowd was hyped as soon as the bell kicked off. Uh, this was a highly anticipated match, and this is it did not disappoint. Yeah, agreed. And I think from the competitor's standpoint, you saw that Anthony Gangone realized that Vicky was not going to be denied. Mm-hmm. And you saw that Vicky, despite everything, Gangone was not impressed. For Gangone, it was another routine visit yeah. for Dr. Sleep. I was talking about last show. Governor pointed out there was a split second of hesitation on his part. You see he was going to go for something. He he halted himself. It was very brief. I had missed it. He pointed it out. Yeah, think yeah. We actually... Turn that dial, uh, dial up and boom. Uh, I don't know if you recall that. We talked about that during intermission. Yeah, uh, did, you yeah. and I. We talked about that during intermission. And I think I think what's kept Anthony Gangone so prominent in the indies, you know, because I don't want to say the Northeast Gangone's all over. True. Um, is the fact that he doesn't have hesitation. And I think that when you guys realize how many ways that Dr. Sleep can manipulate your body and can contort, you know, the human, you know, the human bone is when you guys are going to realize just how good he is. Having said that, that brief moment of weakness showed that Dr. Sleep is, in fact, human. Um, it did not cost him the match, no. ultimately. Very interesting to see some form of emotion from Dr. Sleep. Moving on, the next match was a really exciting match, match I was looking forward to. The scramble match with Daniel Alexander... Ben Rutten, Theo Ivory, and the MILF Hunter himself face all four right. young competitors vying to make a name for themselves, vying for position here in BCW. So I love that scramble match because it was anybody's ball game. BCW is in a very, very bountiful playing field right now where anybody could shoot up the ladder at any given time. And what better way than for those four guys? Um, you know, we're always talking about Jay Bougie, but yep. Face really shined in that matchup despite not pulling out the victory. 
Um, Face was stellar in that matchup. Face brings an intensity second to none a lot of times. And I think, you know, all those guys really delivered on the platform that was anniversary. Um, Ben Rutten is one of the most versatile wheelhouses I've seen from an offensive standpoint in the professional wrestling ring. Um, Of course, Ivory just keeps getting better and better and better and better. And of course, the Prince of the Puppets, Alexander, getting it done. Being Mr. Pan of Spock, me and Mr. Pan have spoke in depth about his hatred for the puppets. How do you feel about the puppets? Well, I'm I'm very much aware that you and Pan discriminate against puppets. I, not, um, I mean, I don't discriminate. I'm just saying well, they, they, get, know, they get involved I, in the I match to be disqualification. And you discriminate against puppets. As long as they don't get involved. They get involved, disqualification, in my opinion. I don't know what children's show ruined it for you, but, you know. Lamb that's shop. something you well, I, I knew it. I knew, it's always Lamb this Shop. This is the song that never... Ugh. A big fan. Big fan of it. You would big be. Fan. You would be. Um, uh, yeah, and then, you know, AJ Pan, it's funny, because that's like self-discrimination, because he is a puppet. Wow. Wow. Sniping a righty of the governor. We'll get into that soon. Next matchup was a showcase match from One Division Pro. We were not there. Their own commentary team took our spots, but it was a good match. Yes, a little chaotic ending to it. Had but... a chaotic ending to say the least. Um, I got to catch the match. Um, I got to speak a little bit with my man, Vinny the Guido. Um, and one division pro is another fed that you guys should not be sleeping on. Um, they've become great partners, almost an auxiliary yeah. of BCW at this point. And um, I got to see the match. It was great back and forth action until it's controversial ending, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. So this won't be the last time we see One Division Pro here at BCW. Looking forward to the next showcase. Hope you have some resolution to this match. Then your very good, close, personal friend, your BFFLLLFL, whatever it's called. Yeah. Jay Bougie took on. Oh, yeah. Raise the roof. The embassy's own con. Yeah, I was so. I was so privileged uh, to call that match because. I knew that it was going to be the stepping stone that Jay Bougie needed. And he stepped hard. And Khan, man, Khan is such a pro. There's a reason that he's on TV. There's a reason he's one part of the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. What a hard-hitting physical specimen. It was and, amazing. And, and I believe that... I believe he didn't want to humble Jay Bougie. I don't believe that. I believe that Khan wanted to teach Jay Boozy a lesson. Okay. And that lesson was slow down, kid, give it time. Now, you also had the privilege of you also had the privilege of calling this match with Mr. Caprice Coleman. How was that as a commentator having him sitting next to you? Did you learn anything? Did you feel him like what how was that experience you know a lot of times a lot of times when i do commentary with wrestlers you know i I don't mean this with any disrespect at all but you really don't know what you're gonna get that's fair it's 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 foreign to the guys to be on a headset by comparison to a promo uh you know they like oh do i do i be in character do i commend the 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 athleticism that I'm seeing, you know, you know, how kayfabe is this sometimes they kind of overthink it. Right. Um, but Caprice Coleman, if he wanted to be a commentator tomorrow, uh, he would excel. Yeah. He has a good job. Bring like, him honor. Yeah. He was 
excellent. He was excellent on the headset. Me and AJ at times we just looking at each other like, you know, shit. You know, like forty year old virgin with moves. You know, we got a fucking ringer here. You know, like that. Yeah. Um. He was yeah. great. He was excellent, and he really added. He added more legitimacy to the match. I'm not saying the match wasn't legitimate on its own, mm-hmm. but as a protege of cons, right? And then somebody who was in contention for the BCW world title. Now you're sitting at the booth. True. So he helped. He really helped and polished up that atmosphere because like you mentioned before, the crowd was ready. But let me tell you, man, they really want to see that Jay Bougie versus Khan match. And I totally get why. And it was stellar. You know, I've seen Jay Bougie since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Of course. And close personal friend. Absolutely. Um, however, that was that was Jay Bougie's best match, and he shined, man. We talked about it with the governor last show. Um, Jay Bougie lost that match. Unfortunately, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, I really thought, I don't want to say I thought Jay Bougie was going to win, but I sure as hell thought he had a chance. But in a way, he won because right. not only did he lose, he lost that match, but he got respect from Khan and then in my opinion, a huge golden moment caught on camera by our team here. He was leaving, and Caprice Coleman gave him some word of advice. Keep your nose clean. Keep your head straight. You'll be a champion someday in this industry. So he lost that match, but I think he walked away on a higher level than he did walking in. Yeah, shout out to False Finish Productions for not only capturing that, leaving it in. Yeah. To your point, um, it, it was excellent. Uh, the moment itself, and again, it just sometimes right. You have a great match, and then that's it. Yeah, it's like you come in, wow, five stars, and then you go. Everything from the the following contest of Shane Fair to the entrances to the ring walk to the commentary <laughs> True. to the finish to the handshake. It was a moment, and and we captured it. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, like that match alone. Really that match alone would have done Jay Bougie justice, but to capture <clears> that <throat> iconic moment with Caprice Coleman giving him yeah. that chance, we talked about it on commentary. Caprice Coleman is somebody who wanted to shake away the stereotype African American wrestler gimmicks and give them some sort of legitimacy, legitimacy, brains, and intelligence. And Jay Bougie is following in that suit, and to see those guys connect to me was a special moment I'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah, I close on that. Next up was supposed to be the BCW women's tag team match. However, on our card it was. <laughs> However, Caprice Coleman, in during one of his promos leading up to this show, said he does not want to see Darius Carter in the locker room. So what does Darius Carter do? He comes out after this match and uh, causes a scene. Yeah. A little, a little scuffle ensues. And to... Which leads... Mr. Cold come out, say, all right, you guys want to wait another two hours, an hour, or you guys want to do this now? The crowd says now. So it threw the entire show, as you know, into chaos. Yes, it did. It It all started by the All-Father, as usual. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this was nuts. And that led to Darius Carter versus Caprice Coleman, not main eventing, but being the main event of the first act. Uh, on the first half, yeah. Uh, before we get into your personal aspects of that match, your thoughts in the match, in, in, in its, your thoughts of the match in and of itself. You know, 
Darius Carter is one of those guys that I will never stop giving him his flowers. Of course not, yeah. Uh, Darius Carter is one of the best wrestlers on the independence in North America, from psychology to his arsenal to his mic work to his presentation. Legitimate, right? Yep. Now, having said that, and I mean this again with no disrespect, it's not often that Carter gets to wrestle somebody just as or more than legitimate than he. True. Darius Carter is at a point in his career where he is the legitimate one. You know, and then to have someone like Caprice Coleman, it's like, whoa, now we're talking the bases are loaded for those of you who watch real sports. Um, what an excellent excellent wrestling contest that I got to call, that I was honored to call just straight back and forth action. And Caprice Coleman for his age, because I'm not trying to disrespect him, disrespect him. Holy crap. So much in the tank. Oh yeah, absolutely. So much in the tank. And, you know, despite being ultimately blindsided and ambushed, because unfortunately uh, I love Darius. That is what happened. Uh, Despite coming short in the victory, Caprice Coleman certainly rose to the occasion in the battlefield. But in the end, all hail the all-father, Darius Carter. Like I said, uh, you know, if uh, if the wrestling world is 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 helmed by the galaxy, then Darius Carter owns the stratosphere, you know? Oh, wow. Well said. I'll check you out. Darius, Every once in a while. Darius Carter, the first two-time, two-time BCW champion. His last reign extended over 1,200 days. That's right. Looking forward to And keep in mind, Darius Carter already defended that title during the, the biggest wrestling weekend of the year in California. Successfully, we might add. That's right. Damn right. Congratulations to him. Um, How do I put this nicely? We had Nicely. the we, we had the one we had the one division pro match, we had yeah, the, sure, sure. we had the Jay Bougie match, and then we had supposed the women's Excellent. tag team match. So I'm supposed to just relax and skate and just do my due diligence, and oh, then yeah. this kerfuffle happened, which Skirt means the main, the main event is now the main event of the first half. So I come up to find out what's going on, and I see you and the governor going at it. Oh yes, this yeah, uh huh, yeah. Um, two like two professionals were supposed to be, but lost their cool. I mean, you did. AJ kind of kind of stayed calm. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. So before we get before we before we get before before we get your two cents. Last episode, episode four of a shot of BCW. We have the governor here again. I heard this when it aired, but all right. Oh, you did, but in case. People haven't. Let's refresh their memories and hear what the governor had to say about Uh what happened before Darius Carter versus Caprice Coleman. Sure. Play the clip. And we're back. So there it is. He just gave you a love tap. And then he said you overwrapped. Well, the thing, I want to get your point in. He said you have a Napoleon complex. That seems a little bit harsh. It's no secret, ladies and gentlemen, despite my uh, handsome profile, I am vertically challenged. Um, Having said that, I don't believe that I have a uh, Napoleon complex. Uh, First of all, I reach the top shelf in my home. Uh, Having said that, 
I want to point out that Darius Carter came out and completely insinuated anarchy. And if you can recall, I was trying to restrain Mr. Carter, who I have a great rapport with, while AJ was, in fact, trying to restrain Mr. Mr. Caprice Coleman mm-hmm. until Anthony Cole lowered the boom <laughs> and uh, made the match. And Carter, while me and AJ were sandwiched in between these two valiant competitors, Carter sucker punched Caprice Coleman to yep. kick things off. Um, and then, all of a sudden, the governor with some form of respect, Mr. Pan, pushed me. He said love tap. Which I respectfully said to Mr. Pan, and I said this very politely, what the hell are you pushing me for? Okay. To which he then said, look here, clown shoes, I'm your boss. Ooh. And he punched me in the shoulder. He, he didn't say that part. If you notice, he didn't say that part. Exactly. I then proceeded to jackrabbit slap the hair dye off of his beard. Wow. And then all of a sudden, the officials, okay, came and had to restrain me. Yeah. Me. You were a little buck nutty, man. All right. I saw to restrain me. And it. while I'm being restrained, AJ Pan is kicking me in his uh, Joseph and the Technicolor uh, raincoat suit. Beautiful okay, suit. Beautiful out- suit, by the way. Props to him. Beautiful suit. Yeah. You know, one of our fans caught an epileptic attack oh, looking geez. at him during the conference. Personal okay, attack. pal? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was terrible. And, and I, and you know, what I want to say is, uh, to, to Mr. Pan is unfortunately you caught me at, at a low light and, and I exited all professionalism because I was accosted firsthand. Um, my attorney, my attorney, Jacqueline Diaz has this footage, uh, courtesy of false finish productions. Um, and, and we have a case against the governor and, you know, we're waiting to see if I will be allowed for the June show because I may, I may in fact be suspended. Um, I hope not. I hate filling your shoes. I, I, I hope not too, but it's it's pretty clear your that your shoes are so small. My feet are so big. I can't fit in them. Well, well, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I will, however, uh, try to fight that as best as I can. Please but do. I, I, I respectfully disagree with um, the governor. Hashtag air quotes. And and I and I do I do say that I was I was accosted I was the one I am the victim here. I got to uh, usually what I do I drive to Mark Schwann's house, and then we carpool in, hang out, and oh. we come in together. However, halfway to his house, it was all right on my GPS. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna make it to you make it to you in time. How about I just meet you there? He's like, okay. So I go back from Westchester back to New Jersey. I'm the first one there. I walk into the locker room. Lights are off. Nobody's there. Oh. I walk in. Like, how do we turn the lights on? So I turn the lights on. Who's the second person there? Caprice Coleman. So I'm like, this is just me and him. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Let me get a okay. chance to get, ask for commentary advice. And he says, one of the things he says to me was, it's all about the men in the ring. It's not about you guys on, this, in the, on the desk. It's about the men in the ring. Men and women in the yeah. ring. Absolutely. And tell their story. Not It's not about you guys. To which I'm so, thank God he said that to me because I had you and AJ Pan bickering <laughs> back and forth. Oh, that was good. <laughs> it, was like, it, was like, it was like Rose. <laughs> and 
whatever her name was from the Golden Girls, back and forth. Yeah. I'm like, by, by the way, gentlemen, we have an action in the ring. We have a championship match in the ring. Yeah. So I kept keep focusing on, on that, and thankfully I was able to balance you guys out because you guys kind of went a little buck nutty. And did you hear Did you hear um, my my our fellow broadcast colleague, Samira, our correspondent, she was getting a Go Cheyenne chant going. Was she? I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, she was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I got to the back, I got a Road Warrior pop. That was pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, after that, guys, calm down during intermission. And we came back yes. with the Law of Attraction herself, Journey Burke, going against Haley Dillon. Pretty impressive match. You know, really impressive. Just a textbook exhibition match on this super card. You know, Journey Burke is rapidly getting better. Yeah. And considering that there is no division in the divisions of BCW, that's a little frightening uh, for the rest of the competitors. I also enjoyed Haley. Yeah, me too. Uh, This might sound cliche, but I felt that they were evenly matched. Thought Haley was excellent, and I think that long term, she would be a great addition to not just the BCW roster but the Northeast. Absolutely, I would love for her to be in the Queen of the North. Okay, I know that's very very far thinking. Yeah, but if she can continue, you know, continuity on on future BCW shows, there's no reason why she can't compete for it. Having said that, Journey was just kind of stellar. Uh, I saw from the last time I saw her to this show, she was a lot more crisp and her execution was just fluid, uh, just rapid growth. Um, her acumen for the legal state of the Northeast certainly uh, kind of osmosisized, if you will, to her in-ring prowess. And, um, you know, say what you will about his fashion sense or his breath or his uh, wig. Breath. Or his um, elevator shoes. Um, but AJ Pan is a hell of a person to have at your side at ringside. Definitely elevates you, especially in BCW. And Jerry Burke, when she made her debut, I'm like, all right, she's young. She's new. What we call in the business, green. But AJ saw something in her, took her under his wing, and he saw that she could have potential, and she is. She's getting better and better every show we see her at. Yeah. And there's something about her he saw that I did not see. That's why he's the governor. And uh, it's paying off. However, after that match, our backstage correspondent, the beautiful Samira, caught up with them. And this is what they had to say. We did it. We did it. You did it. Let's go over there. So proud of you. But I appreciate you being there so yes. much. I'm so proud uh, of you, Journey. AJ and Journey, can I get a quick word? I mean, congratulations on your win here at BCW. Can you tell me what's next for you guys? What's next is the law of attraction and America's favorite agent. We're ready to take BCW by storm because we're unstoppable. We are unstoppable. The law of attraction right here. She proved it tonight. This is night one in the journey. Saw that, right? The journey to the top. I only align myself with people who either are stars or are going to be stars. She is the future. And by anniversary seven, you are going to see Journey Burke. Esquire at the top of the card here in BCW. Case closed. And I'm so proud of her. And well said, do you believe, from what you've seen of Journey Burke, we'll see her as a top of the women's division in a year's time by anniversary seven? 
in a year's time, you know what? I think that's a more than fair. I mean, of course, you know, it's going to sound corny, but it's a self-assessment, but it's a fair one. Yeah. And I think it was fair. And also, here's the thing, right? She openly said that she needs the time. She openly said that she might not be ready now, but you should be really worried about later. A lot of rookies just come out of the gate and say, oh, I'm going to challenge for the world title tomorrow. And then it doesn't happen. (laughs) Or they challenge for the world title and then they fail. You know, unanimously fail. Right. You know, she's saying, hey, I'm I'm getting by now, but just give me a bit. We'll get into this a little bit later in a couple of minutes. But the face of the women's division, Ruthless Lala quit because of my, our colleague, Mark Schwann. And so the women's division is kind of open ended here. Yeah, we got Vicious Vicky. We got Christina Marie. We got the current Queen of the North, Danny Moe. So the women are kind of vying for position here to make a name for themselves. Journey Burke could insert herself very easily. Absolutely. And then going back to my initial point, you know, there is no division in the BCW divisions, right? So the fact that Lala, who, you know, really took over the women's division after our previous champion. And the uh, locker room himself. That's right. You know, has left because of Mark Schwann, which is so unfortunate. So you agree. Also, he's the catalyst. You know, as much as I like Mark, I have to say that this is certainly his doing. We'll get into that later, but go ahead. Um, But, hey, it's open season right now, is what I could say. Speaking of the women's division, Navea Chantel, who was winless, finally got a win. Her challenger backed out. She opened the open challenge. Her good friend and training partner, D-Vibe, answered that. And uh, Navea Chantel picked up her first win. I love that match for a couple different reasons, right? So here's Navea Chantel, who is literally... Foaming at the mouth for victory, not opportunity for victory, which mm-hmm. makes the well stakes said. even higher, right? Yeah. Which makes the stakes even higher because there's only one option, right? And you're telling me that failure is not an option. So that's pretty cool. Having said that, check out the tenacity of her training partner to come and say, well, good point. this is W and this is the anniversary show and this is a big show and it's been a big night. You know, no disrespect, but I'm coming in. So I loved the entire complexion of that matchup. BCW Tag Team Championships, Blonde Force Trauma takes on the Rabbit Daddies, Andy Brown and Ryan Mooney. How for, about that? For two guys who were first tagging together, who are supposedly to be best friends, who became best friends in, what, five, seven days? They did an impressive job. They did an impressive job. I was very job, impressed with them. Exceptionally entertaining. Very entertaining, yes. I think they showed an impressive showing for the first time tagging together. They have trained together for a while. They've known each other for a long time. But first time yeah. being, quote-unquote, best friends and being tag team cha- uh, partners. Very impressive showing. I hope it's not the last time we see them here in BCW. Yeah, they were great. They they were great. It's so funny because they couldn't best the blondes, so it kind of makes me wonder, you know, where do they go on a return, you know? Yeah, sure. Or do, or do, or do they come back, you know, X amount of months from now, like, Hey, with all this continuity and tandem offense we've developed since we last saw you, we got a better shot. You know, the blondes are in the same conversation as any other team on the Indies right now. Well said. I don't see gender because they're just on par with everybody I've seen. Yeah. Next up, we had Mike Law taking on AJ Penn's very own intern, Jerry. Jerry. Making his BCW debut. And wow. Wow, is all we can say. 
Yeah, it was very much, uh, you know, I've known Jerry since he started, you know, seeing him go from ring crew to wrestler. And then you have Mike Law, who is a legitimate veteran um, in pro wrestling. So all the dynamics of a great story, plus um, uh, Alan Abraham, AJ, AJ, that's his name. AJ Pan was also at ringside. He was on commentary. Huh? He was on commentary with us. Unfortunately. And uh, the story was was there, was set. Um, shout out to Mike Law for being in excellent shape after all these years. And, you know, it was time for school for Jerry. And he delivered, man. Very surprisingly. he We expected this to be a squash match. Mike Law to basically, sure. no offense, but murder him. And he did not. Jerry held his own, had some bright moments, hitting that Jerry to belly. I know AJ Pan was impressed with him. AJ left commentary to give him a handshake and say, you did a good job. I'm very impressed. Well done. Yeah. So looking forward to the future holds here for Jerry in BCW. Yeah, I, I can't stress it enough. Jerry certainly, you know, he he climbed the mountain. He just didn't hit the peak. You know, he took more strides than anybody expected out of him. Absolutely. So shout out to Jerry. But in the end, experience is exquisite in wrestling. And Mike Law was uh, the Rembrandt of the mat on that night. Afterwards... Again, our backstage correspondent, Samira, met up with Mike Law and Mr. AJ Penn, and this is what they had to say. Welcome, BCW Anniversary 6. I'm Samira, and I'm joined by AJ Penn and colossal Mike Law. Thank you for getting that right. I appreciate that. You know how many times these promoters can't even spell my name correctly on a flyer? Well, that being said, AJ Penn, I want to thank you. Of course. Okay? You're my homie. You're a ride or die. You're my best friend. You're my agent. You're my blood. 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 You're blood. Blood. Samira, you want to know why I came back to BCW after so many years? You want to know why? Why is that? It's because I was promised something, okay? Now, you fed me, intern Jerry, okay? You put that poor boy in a sacrifice, and I got rid of that boy. He no here no more. Oh, he's going to be here. He's, he's all right. He's a good kid. All right. He's well, all right. He's a good kid. He's, he's, he's... Yeah, he tried, right? He tried hard. But with that being said, as much as I value our friendship, our brotherhood, there's something that I value just a little bit more than that, and I think you know what it is. Well, again, as we've talked about, I'm not one of those liars like these other promoters. I told you I promised you something. You did right by me today, so I'm going to do right by you. Our next event, June 18th, that's going to be – it's a special show to me because it's a memorial show for my mom, Mama Pan. So with that, what better way to reward you than to put you in a championship match at night? I mean, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. So you're going to challenge – the Grand Dragon Champion, a man you know very well. You've been on the opposite side of the ring with him. You've stood on the same side with him. You've been tag team champions with the man. Yes. Anthony Gangone. So Anthony Gangone versus Mike Law. Scoop for you, Samira. Yeah. Breaking this right here. Don't tell anybody else. It's safe between us three. And except the couple people who are watching this on the on The, the millions. The, on, the, on the tweet machine. Yeah. And whatever. So socials. 2,000 views from our last promo. Hey. With that being said, you're listen. Being, you're being yeah. With that being said. Yes. Sir. I love you, man. I love so, you, too. That's why. This, this, this is a shoot right here. This, that's not fake love. This is real love. Yeah. Okay? Between two grown men. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with it. No. Yeah. Yeah, so for his efforts, Mike Law is now granted a Grand Dragon Championship match against Anthony Gangone at Summer on Smash. Well-deserved. Now, you know, I don't want to get into if it was deserved or not. If nothing else, I could say that it's rather rapid. While Mike Law is a veteran deserving of any championship, you know, it'd been some time since he'd been in BCW, about five or six years yeah. up until his return point. Um, having said that, Mike Law 
is going against a different version of Anthony Angone than five or six years ago. Oh, everybody knows that. Yeah, Jesus. Having said that, Anthony Angone is going against a very different version of Mike Law from five or six years ago. So I'm very much uh, invested in this potential matchup for the Grand Dragon Championship. Our first match announced for Summer on Smash. That's right. A tribute to Mama Pan will take place on Father's Day, June 18th at 3 p.m. at Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Get your tickets now while they last. However, Mr. Ortiz, now we go to the main event. The BCW Women's Champion, Ruthless Lala, is set to take on Kelsey Reagan. However, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Mr. Mr. Cole comes out and announces it is now a triple threat match with Vicious Vicky. Our colleague at the table was Mr. Mark Schwann. He was so surprised. Going back to days later, they announced, they showed on social media, Mark Schwann was the catalyst of this, catching Mr. Cole backstage, who was on the phone doing business. Uh, Mr. Cole decided Schwann had a point and gave Vicky this opportunity. Out of nowhere, Lala wasn't prepared. Kelsey Regan wasn't prepared. And this turned into a triple threat. With Rusa's Lala hitting the lullaby, which has put away numerous competitors. Oh, yeah. Vicky takes her out of the ring, covers Regan for the one, two, three. Schwann and Vicky celebrate the championship. Now, your thoughts? Because Vicious Vicky did not need Mark Schwann here to get gold. She gets gold wherever she goes. I felt right, like it's a very weaselly. This is a weaselly move. At the same here. time, without Mark Schwann agenting Vicky into that matchup, would that opportunity been presented? No, but it would have eventually. After her well, showing and the showing and the opening match against Gangone, she definitely inserted herself in the top tier of for the women's championship match. Absolutely. She does not need Mark Schwann here. And the way she yeah, won it I, by it just uh, Mark Schwann is a weasel. I, I get it. And pro wrestling close is only good for horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah. But having said that, if I'm vicious Vicky, do I want to wait six months? Somebody's going to come and tell me, hey, guess what? I got you tonight. No, this is not against vicious Vicky. She's a great champion. She deserves not at all. it. Not at all. Unfortunately, it doesn't diminish Vicky's victory at all. No, it doesn't not at all. At all. But Mark Schwann is the catalyst. He's the syndicate of the whole situation in the main event. So now, apparently, she's now with Hollywood Inc. That's a thing. Ugh. Okay. Yeah that. Yeah that was. Uh, Again, that you, was very surprising. You've sat at ringside, calling many a matches for many a promotions. Vicious Vicky has won championships wherever she goes. Have you seen oh, yeah. a competitor needing a manager, needing a faction to win championships when you've done it in the past? It just seems. Very awkward, very weaselly on Mark Schwann's part here. Like, very ambulance chaser here, if he was a lawyer. Yeah, Vicious Vicky, uh, such a perennial athlete in the Northeast. Trailblazer, all those cliche accolades. And yes, she would have gotten there eventually. But, you know, after re-watching through False Finish Productions and, of course, BCW's uh, home site where you could catch all this action... You know, rewatching that first contest, Mark Schwann was heavily invested in that opening match. 
little too invested. We called it on, on commentary too. A little too invested. Right. Like what? What? And what? that was something that that we shunned away from. And then look what happened in the main yeah. event. You know. Um, but I can't stress this enough. Look, congratulations to Vicious Vicky. Absolutely, she's gonna hold that title down. Absolutely, and present us matches at a different level, at an upper tier. But yeah, Mark Schwann tainted it. You know. Yeah, it just seems weird. It just seems. And especially I feel bad for AJ because Mark Schwann surpassed him. This is a show. Mark Schwann should have went to AJ and said, listen, here's my idea. What do you think? But he surpassed the governor, the governing body of BCW, and went to Anthony Cole, who has many entities under his belt, not just yes. this show. Although Cole is ringside. He talks to the fans. He's very interactive at the show. You see the clip on social media. He's on the phone with somebody else. But I feel it's very disrespectful to AJ Pan on Mark Schwann's part. Well, I'm actually going to switch it, and I'm going to say I'm going to leave it up to Mr. Cole and Mr. Pan to decide if Mark Schwann went through the proper channels when it comes down to the bureaucracy of BCW. I'll let the parties involved decide. What I could tell you is that regardless of its execution, we have a new champion, and her name is Vicious Vicky, and I couldn't be prouder after having... We're only about four months in, but she's having a hell of a year so far, you know, despite a couple of little speed bumps. But hats off to Vicious Vicky for a stellar victory. Oh, absolutely. I love Vicky. I've seen her for years now. I was ringside for her first championship. when I was ringside when she was a valet, made her debut as a valet. Now she's championships wherever she goes. Love her to death. This is not anything against her. She again, she does not need Mark. But yeah, so that was it. That was anniversary in a nutshell. Your thoughts at the show in itself as a whole? That was a good show. Very promising start to 2023 for BCW. I thought it was an excellent show. Exactly that. A very promising start for 2023. It was one of those shows that make you realize, wow, BCW's really got it going on. Yeah. And um, my hat's off to Anthony Cole, to AJ Pan, to the booking committee, to the governing body, uh, to Mrs. T, to everybody. Uh, it's a team effort, and the team <clears> had a home run. I can't stress enough how great it was, and if you could catch it on social media, make it your business to do so. <clears throat> that's it? Nobody else? Okay, that's fine. That's what I got. What do you want me yeah, to say? That's fine. Whatever. You said enough. However, our it, former women's champion... you'd like me to mention? Is there an uh, issue you'd like uh, me to say? That's fine. However, our former women's champion has now quit BCW because her best friend stabbed her in the back yeah. and cost her the championship. So I think the loss... Of Ruthless Lala on screen, we felt, but I feel like we more felt in the locker room. Sure. All because of Mark Schwann. All because of Mark Schwann. Yeah, Mark Schwann, like I said, is the syndicate behind so much. And I don't think he realizes the ripple effect uh, behind not. his actions. Um, he, doesn't, he, he, he plays checkers, not chess. Right, right. And he's aligned himself with one of the most proficient chess players, you know? Yes. So, yeah, but what I uh, there's two things I want to touch on real quick uh, about about the show going into the show. Like I said, it was a stellar card top to bottom. The BCW roster is bringing their A game more than they already were. And that that's a type of locker room you want to be around as a performer. With that, I want to tell you all that I'm very excited to potentially um, be a part of Summer on Smash, Tribute to Mama Pan. Um, I did not have a, a relationship with Mama Pan in the sense of like, you know, 
the rapport and things like that. But I cannot stress to you that when I got to see her and interact with her, how nice she was. Oh, so you met her before? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't want to peel the current back too much, but um, just a not just a wrestling fan, a student of the game. Um, her experiences as a wrestling fan and the people she got to interact with and meet are every fan's dream. Nice. I've got to hear some of the stories um, and and read them and her and the people that she knew. Just, you know, the car trips and those in the car and the shows they got to and the supercars they got to go to. And a lot of people knew AJ's mom. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people knew AJ's mom. And like I said, what a very, very nice woman. Um, Albeit brief, I cannot forget our interactions back in the five borough wrestling days. So I implore all of you in the locker room to deliver in June on Father's Day for Summer on Smash. Because she's going to be watching. Well she's said. Be watching. Um, hopefully, I'll be there if my suspension is lifted. But we'll get to that. But if hopefully. not, I I sure as hell going to be watching because it means a lot to me. It probably it obviously rather doesn't mean the same thing that it means to to AJ, but uh, it means more to me than he knows. And having said that, let's commend the commentary team from the last BCW show anniversary, and let's take a moment to acknowledge here on a shot of BCW. Uh, Michael J. Putty for really kicking ass. Thank you. And delivering. Thank you. At the well, you should have you should have been more patient. It was going to happen. You just didn't know. I did not know. No. You're acting like a third date right now. Let me finish. <laughs> so, uh, I really, if you have been watching Putty's grow from the first show he did to now, it is transcendent. And uh, his commentary was par excellence at the last show. I'm so proud and honored. And if I'm not going to be there in June, I can tell you that the commentary booth is in very stable, very stable hands. So rock and roll to everybody. I can't I can't wait for the June show. I hope you're there, man. On Father's Day, June 18th at the Mecca, Rayfield Park, New Jersey. That's right. The Mecca, the Phil. Meet me at the Phil, the Phil Sheridan <laughs> building. So, so uh, Mr. Ortiz, thank you for joining us this week. No, thank you for having me. As it's I, been a pleasure. Thank you for recapping the hangover that was anniversary six. Again, one of the best seats in the house, ringside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do a commentary for a couple, couple other promotions. How does BCW compare to other promotions? Well, I can tell you this. The, the, the way that BCW compares to the others is the diversity. I love the diversity, and I love the opportunity. The fact that anybody can get in with anybody, the fact that anybody could challenge for any title, it's non-binary body slams, and I like that. Nice. Um, And I like that a lot. And... You know, I come from the era where, you know, intergender matches were an attraction, right? Yes. And going back to a point that I made earlier, now they're becoming more and more commonplace. Having said that, that doesn't mean they're done well. But true. top to bottom, when BCW says it's this person versus that person, it's done well. Diversity. You know, we say that word a lot, but like until you experience diversity... You know, you don't really understand how palpable it is. And when it comes to wrestling in general, diversity is hard. And not just like, I'm not talking just like skin colors and background and ethnicity. I mean, like from a wrestling card, top to bottom, you want to have the most diverse card possible to entertain the fans. And and BCW is just delivering on all cylinders. And I know that for that Father's Day show, June 18th, Summer on Smash, it's going to be the same deal. Where can people find on their social medias? 
Well, you can catch me, Cheyenne the Voice, on Instagram and linktree.com slash Cheyenne the Voice for all other forms of social media. Nice. Love the Linktree. Love the Linktree. For BCW, you can follow them on Instagram at Bree, B-R-I-I underscore combination underscore wrestling. On Twitter, oh. BCW underscore wrestling underscore. And on Facebook, Bree, B-R-I-I combination wrestling. For all things BCW, going to Summer on Smash, a tribute to Mama Penn. Get the link to tickets. Get them while you can. Get the latest backstage promos, updates on the card, updates on match cards. The conversation will never stop on BCW social medias. So, Cheyenne, thank you for being here tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you uh, for getting your side of the story for anniversary. Absolutely. And, um, you know, Mr. Pan, if you're listening, um, you will be hearing from my attorney, Miss Jacqueline Diaz, to have this matter sorted out. Is she single? I can put in a word for you. Please. Sounds yeah. sounds like a beautiful woman. Yeah, I mean, I know you got the gluten thing, but I'll I'll talk to her. Yeah, thank you. Please. So for Mr. Cheyenne Ortiz, I have been your host at Maja Putty. Until next time, putty out.